So we definitely have been, uh, over the past year, we've been working a lot with our clients on ensuring that the structural elements of how the content is presented on their website is optimal. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also, especially in the finance and healthcare, those are the topics, the areas that are more most sensitive, <laughs> if yep. we can if we can say that, to, to subject matter expertise. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our shop. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our shop. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss about digital marketing success. It's not simple. Today that was simple. Uh, many years ago when the competition was much lower, when uh, companies uh, paid attention to yellow pages, other channels, but today uh, almost all companies, I think 100% of companies are online, get traffic, have websites, and we need to get results. And it's not to get traffic, it's not to get engagement, it's more about to get sales, uh, to get traffic that will bring sales and many other things, how to handle, manage the process with teamwork, how to build your career. Because uh, um, I remember in 2008, uh, I had a team of uh, jack of all trades, you know, <laughs> these people could do everything, Facebook ads, writing content, design, submit it. Today, I, I need to have uh, writers, editors, designers, content managers, web developers, uh, managers who, who can uh, manage the process, who can get great results. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Christina Mangelova. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Anatoly? Uh, I, I'm good, especially I see your smile. Uh, I like your <laughs> smile. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I see your smile on pictures. You know, I love it. I know that when you have this positive mindset, you can bring, uh, you, you love what you do because according to data, 70% of people are unhappy with their jobs. It's not a good idea. It's better to leave it. For me, if you hate your job, leave it and you will never regret. Find something else. You, you can, many things we can do on, in this world, but if you chase short money, short income, it's not a good idea. You need to be happy, you need to enjoy the process. Uh, let me share my short story. Five years ago, uh, we decided to start one business because of chasing money. We found market, market gap, good opportunities, and we hired a big team, uh, invested a lot of money, but that was disaster. I hated this project. I didn't understand how it works. Uh, I just uh, decided to get this uh, income fast. And after three years, I quit. <laughs> I gave up. And for me, it's not a bad idea to give up if you hate something, if you don't like it. Uh, it's better to enjoy, to love what you do. So when I see your smile, I understand you love <laughs> what you do. Tina, uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Bulgarian-born, Bulgarian American-educated. So um, back when I was 19, I moved to the U.S. I moved to New York to pursue my bachelor's degree there. Um, and um, after college, I spent about three, four years, something, three years, uh, in in New York City, um, I worked um, 
in-house agency side in marketing so dip my toes <laughs> you could say uh it was uh was one of the most challenging times of my life so far i think uh, and also the most uh um per- it built my personality for sure nice um, and um i can I'm, feel your personality you know <laughs> i can feel this energy <laughs> and um so after spending some time there i had to relocate back to bulgaria because of some immigration struggles I was sort of swept by that anti-immigration wave around like the 2019 period um so i ended up relocating back to bulgaria and i thought it was the end of the world uh i truly did um because i was really really happy at that time with my life in in new york anyone who's um it's like in the movies you know they they show you those pictures of artists or actors or like anyone pretty much who goes out and says i'm gonna make it in new york city all by themselves broke really really broke living with some super sketchy people so all of that really did come true it was like in the movies for me i so lots of stories there um but um after after a while of um really struggling i thought i had found my spot and right at that time i i found out i i had to i had to leave so it was a really big hit for me professionally or so i thought um because i really enjoyed the team i was working with and i thought i was just about to start you know reaping the benefits of all the networking all the hard work late nights classic stuff um so i wouldn't there's no way i could have known back in mid 2019 that come 2020 the whole world would redefine how we operate how organizations are structured what opportunities are available um for people regardless of their location so um i came back home uh in 2019 i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do next um i was really really tapped out emotionally for the most part because of all these administrative immigration stuff anyone who's ever gone through the US immigration machine knows how draining it is um so i sort of decided to give myself some time and um and not make a decision <laughs> oh, just like allow myself to settle a little bit and not rush into making a decision because i didn't know should i apply for jobs back in bulgaria should i maybe apply for jobs in other countries in western europe what would those countries be would i stick with seo would i you know look into other areas of digital marketing um that i did have some experience in in my you know earlier years of my career so all of that was like no idea <laughs> uh and i think uh it's so important to give yourself the time in such situations and i sort of did it on an intuitive level i i think and i was just exhausted and i did not feel like pushing myself uh and it was a good thing to do at that time not pushing myself in that way um 
and uh, one thing led to another. As I as I mentioned it during my time in New York City, living there, I was networking very actively, mm-hmm. um, and I ended up building uh, a decent professional network there. Um, so then, fast forward to twenty. 20 and it was like end of 2020 i believe um a former colleague of mine and a former boss of mine approached me and he was um asking me if i'd be interested in doing and helping him out with some seo stuff at that point i was ready to get back into it um and i thought it, it's a good idea nothing you know no crazy ties let's see how this goes and again one thing led to another and all of a sudden i was you know heading the seo um the seo department of a fully remote digital marketing agency um we've been growing tremendously over the last couple of years we won a bunch of search awards so it's really been a roller coaster <laughs> it truly has been nice nice uh, I, you know i think you're a good uh, storyteller you know who can share story <laughs> and uh, explain how it works yeah uh, i know about american bureaucracy it, it, uh, what we can do we can uh, play by rules that we yeah. do in seo as well i remember when in i, I started by the way in black hat seo Uh, mm-hmm. In 2008, I didn't know how it works. Uh, I just opened a few articles uh, and got it. I need to buy backlinks. I need to create content for search engines. We did it, and that worked well. We got results. Google ranked our content. Uh, today, of course, we changed these approaches many times. Um, and uh, we had a big team of writers who wrote about anything. So I gave them topics, weight loss, finance, anything. They wrote, Google ranked. Then things change and Google fired this team. Okay, I fired this team, but uh, Google pushed me forward you know, <laughs> to tell, look at, uh, we need experts. And today I outsource people around the world uh, who can bring uh, something new uh, and without experience, without proven record, I even don't cooperate. Um, uh, I think people can start themselves to write, to create content, to craft skills. And when they are ready, they can jump on this field but yeah i i love your story tina you know uh, uh, you need to submit your story everywhere you know when you promote <laughs> digital marketing <laughs> you know, yes I, I, you mentioned about aco and yes. our podcast about digital marketing mm-hmm. um i think aco is part of digital marketing and um today it's important to focus Uh, and I know agencies that just do one thing, for example, PR or link building or content creation, mm-hmm. and they have a big team. And it, it's really tough to uh, know all, uh, ne- all I don't know, all my efforts. Um, for example, I know many of them, but I'm jack of all trades. Uh, people in my team can beat me in one side, you know with uh, link building, with PR, with content creation. And that's okay because uh, I manage them. So my main uh, direction, management. Uh, I like to cooperate with great people to understand what they usually do. But if you do only one thing, you can beat others. Can 
can you tell about your strong side? Especially about SEO. Okay, uh, you know SEO, I know SEO, but what is your strong side and main focus? Yes, I think, uh, well, uh, are you asking me this question as in me as a professional or are you asking me this as how we do SEO within our agency, within the team I built? Uh, you can touch both if you want. You, uh, you can tell, um, probably it's better to know about your agency, how, uh, because uh, I need to understand how the process works, but you can tell about your strong side as well. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. Um, well, what is different about our approach is that when, when we sell SEO services to clients, our standard processes are not, I think, oftentimes go beyond what classic SEOs consider an SEO support, because we really try to mm, support our clients in becoming one of, with their team. We don't, for example, we don't build clients per hour, which is a very controversial thing to do when you are running an agency you know but we don't build clients on an hourly basis even though internally it does create certain questions it does raise certain questions at times but it's because we truly do want to help and try to become part of uh, of their team um so the billing another portion is that we actually, one element of our um, SEO audit and our SEO offering is conversion rate optimization, um, which traditionally is not considered part of SEO. I've seen more um, competitors or other, um, you know, independent um um, advisors do conversion rate optimization more on the paid side of stuff, not as much on the organic. Um, so we have a really in-depth CRO uh, methodology. Um, and as part of our package, we truly include, not only do we care about driving more users to a website, we also care about converting those users and those users becoming either, you know, like revenue or leads. And we measure our success to conversions and to leads, which um, is not very common. Um, but I think SEO is, um, there's so many changes that are happening in the industry will continue to happen. And we've seen over the past 12 months that um, to an extent, if you, unless you are working in a very niche agency, if you're working in digital PR, if you're working in like link building or in a content agency, then you can be like super, super focused on you know this one thing that you're doing but when you are a small like independent consultant when you are a sort of a boutique small agency which is what we are uh where we are trying to you know position ourselves you do need to be to an extent a jack of all trades what you yeah. said earlier so you need to know 
a lot more beyond SEO. You need to have certain experience and expertise in in, in UX, in accessibility, in conversion rate optimization. You need uh, some basics or even beyond the basics of paid search in order to be able to run an integrated search campaign without you actually running the paid side of the business, but just the organic stuff. You need to know what data you should ask for in order to you know align the two strategies and so on. Um, yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think if you SEOs can ignore CRO, uh, it's a big mistake. I don't care how much traffic can come, like million traffic, if I can sell. Uh, and uh, I remember this story when uh, Neil Patel bought Uber Suggest for $120,000, not a lot, you know. And uh, because, uh, you know, uh, this team built a great tool, good tool, uh, got a lot of recognition, traffic, authority, but they couldn't monetize this tool. Today, Neil Patel can say that Uber Suggest brings, if I remember correctly, 70% of all income. So one tool can bring a lot of results. Um, and uh, I often see when companies chase high volume, uh, but how it can help to get sales? Uh, it's the same on social media. Okay, I get million views. And who cares about million views if I can't sell uh, this stuff? Um, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, it's important to chase uh, traffic value than getting more traffic. Yeah. If, um, can you monetize this traffic and how to submit call to action? Um, I like this blog, Ahrefs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they know how to get the right traffic uh, that um, to cover sales funnel and uh, to submit call to action to the main tool. For example, I don't see the same experience on HubSpot, on other blogs. Yeah, they are great. Even Neil Patel. Yeah, uh, he covers a lot of topics that uh, he don't he doesn't monetize. I mean, like digital marketing, he sells SEO, but he uh, covers about digital marketing, about uh, top funnel. Uh, I, I don't want to criticize Neil Patel. He's great. He's good. Uh, probably he has something or one extent. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I, I see it's often. It's often when companies think about getting more traffic, but not about uh, getting the right traffic, like like Ahrefs. Yeah. One other thing that I want to add about getting the right traffic is the audience aspect, knowing your audience. So I think there's oftentimes this discrepancy between what clients think their audience is and who in fact is coming to the website. So it's very easy having been in-house. I, I, I know th these blind spots and how you can, you know, you can fall into their trap, but I think it's very important. Some of the most successful um, projects that I've worked on were ones where client stakeholders were open to questioning their target audience um, and their target audience versus who's visiting their website, because those can be two very different things and how the content of what we have on the website, is it aligned? with those two different audiences and the audience research tools that can help um, ensure you're on the same page. 
uh, and we use um, we use uh, in the past we've used two different types of audience research audience research um, tools that have really helped craft the a good better <laughs> better content marketing positioning um, and that's that's really key in addition to um, the conversion you know rate optimization which is uh, something I already mentioned um, and to just like wrap up my answer here the last uh, about what makes us different uh, and also like me I think it's very important to to approach client work with a level of empathy. Um, I think that's what distinguishes good agencies, let's group them like that, versus mediocre ones, because the ones that truly like do want to help and empathize. For example, if you if you're trying to upsell a client and they you want to add the service because of your, you know, recurring revenue, whatever, you know, financial business planning stuff. But then in conversation with your client, they do want to, they, they like the idea, but maybe it's not the right timing for them or they need to convince other internal stakeholders or their bosses or whomever that this is the right time to do, to, you know, take this, take this step. Um, I find it important to be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes, not to manipulate them into, you know, buying from you more, but to see, okay, if this was me in their place, what do I think the best step is? And maybe, maybe I can help them over the course of the next couple months to communicate whatever we have to communicate and build the case so eventually they are comfortable and confident not manipulated <laughs> into sure. buying more nice I, I love it love it okay stop sharing all these benefits you can take all my clients <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding uh by the way um i i uh call you tina a few times for <laughs> listeners just want to clarify yeah, uh yeah. is like official name yeah tina is more friendly name um for someone who doesn't know about that and uh, tina uh, i want to ask about creating content um i mentioned in the beginning that i had a team of writers who wrote about anything today we usually spend time to search great writers because writing is the main part of uh, any content it's foundation and uh, if i need to sacrifice something in content i can't sacrifice writing I, uh, for example wikipedia mm. provides a good job to write great content but it's not nice looking design in Westopedia, mm. many websites and for me writing is the most important element um, and many years ago i didn't care uh, about experience i search for great writers who can write but uh, today we uh, search for people who know the topic uh for example experts, yes. yeah and uh, uh I, I can share my process how we usually do it uh, we search for people uh, who write content on popular blogs then we analyze uh results of their content if we see that uh, their content gets uh traffic okay 
-hmm. I want to cooperate with these people. So, uh, and we outsource people who can post on Forbes, uh, Investopedia, because we usually help in trading, investing niches, and we search for real experience, proven record. Uh, and if uh, off, an offer knows the topic, okay, you are good, you know the topic, but you, if you don't know how to write, it's imp almost impossible to get results. If you know how to write, but don't know the topic, it doesn't work. You need to have both to know how to write and uh, to be an expert on this topic. Um, yeah. And I know it's not simple to find great writers. It's not like to go to Upwork, other platforms, to search for them. Tell your methods how you can help your clients to create content considering that we have this parameter EEAT. I mean, the writer is very important. <laughs> you, you just, yeah. you know, you run us through why just now. So I won't repeat what you said because I agree you need a subject matter expert who can also write well. Um, so you definitely need that. Um, and um, other elements of what you need um it are more structural, let's let's put it this way, on your website and how the content is presented, even from a design and front end point of view, you need to have the author pages, table of contents, you know, the schema markups, all of those bonuses <laughs> that truly help and uh, are, are, are in place for, for a reason with each. Um, so there's a level of performance judgment that is way beyond what the writer is capable of. Um, so you can have a subject matter expert write a very good piece of content, but if you don't have those structural elements in place on the website, I mean, how do we know if the, the content is going to rank well, if it's going to get indexed even? So um, so we definitely have been, uh, over the past year, we've been working a lot with our clients on ensuring that the structural elements of how the content um, is presented on their website is, uh, is optimal. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also... Um, especially in the finance and healthcare, um, those are the topics, the areas that are more most sensitive, <laughs> if yep. we can if we can say that, um, to uh, to subject matter expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got it. And uh, uh, I remember this medical update to date. It's like EEAT. I want to clarify for listeners. Uh, yes. uh, it's uh, Experience Expert Authority Trust. So basically, uh, Google uh, updated algorithm with this parameter in 2019. And I remember at that time, I helped one big blog. Uh, and uh, we grew traffic from 100K to 700K. That was great time. We got big con contract. We cooperated with this blog for two years. Then things changed in one day you know, when this parameter appealed. Uh, this website earned a lot of money, plus 10 million revenue a month. Great results, and everything uh, dropped in one day. You know, uh, I don't want to share numbers, but that was a terrible experience. And uh, the main reason, the main reason, because um, 
uh, all content were written uh, by writers, mm-hmm. uh, not experts. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, that was tough to rewrite everything. It's like you need to find all these specialists, doctors, nutritionists who can bring this experience. Yes. And yeah, uh, today, after that, of course, we spent so much time to learn experts. Uh, we don't jump uh, on and don't create any content without real experience. And it doesn't matter for financial topics, for health, for any other topic, uh, for digital marketing, anything. Uh, online games, I search for experience. Okay, if you want to write for online games, please show what you wrote. Uh, and uh, um, Tina, I want to ask about... Uh, uh how you transfer data to your customers uh, and let me clarify about that why i'm interested because i see when um, companies can pay big money to consultants freelancers uh, agencies uh, but they usually implement a tiny percent of all recommendations according mm-hmm. to data 40 percent or less uh, yeah. and uh, you, you can spend time to research to analyze but if you see this issue you wrote a, a big list of recommendations what we need to fix to rewrite to change uh, developers design writing yeah. everything but and when uh, your customer uh, doesn't do anything, you know, you can't help these clients. <laughs> so can you tell how to simplify this experience? Okay, you know the problems, you see them, but it's tough to start this engine. It's yeah. it's tough because customers have no time, busy, uh, I don't know, other excuses. So tell your methods how to simplify this experience. Um, I think we're very direct with our prospects even before they become clients from the very beginning of our conversations with them we talk about implementation Um, and i think that's a differentiator because funnily enough we've had a good amount i don't know the numbers but we have had very strong prospects that in the process of communicating what the partnership would look like um, long term, they ended up not becoming our clients because of this. So, you know, it's a little bit counter intuitive from a sales perspective because you want them to sign. But then the transparency that we say, like, okay, we are, we can implement this for you, we'll do the research, we'll do the strategy. And there are two options after that. You can either give us access and we can implement all of these things to you. The only things we cannot implement are, you know, the hard coding stuff. So we're very upfront about that. Um, And that also brings up the conversation on their end internally. Okay, if we were to give growth skills access to our CMS, what would that look like from um, a security clearance point of view? So all of those conversations that we bring up early on in the discussion, I think are really, you could say that they slow us down from a sales perspective, but then they're very um, transparent with the client because they know exactly what kind of resources they're gonna need. Uh, or maybe that they figure out that they need to hire someone internally uh, to to help support that. But they know this pretty much 
from the beginning or before there's even a, a beginning. Yeah. Um, so I would say transparency and direct communication. If you cannot do the, the implementation or uh, so they need to account for, for that um, or just being willing to get your hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like how you uh, share this experience because it's it's not like to uh, cooperate with clients. It's more about to build relationships yes. with clients. Uh, you mentioned many times this word like uh, authentic, uh, sympathy, I don't know, <laughs> uh, transparency. Yeah, it's very important. Very important. I, I agree and with you. And it's also very important, I think, for teamwork and team yeah. building and even like building your own in internal team and you know in our in our um from our point of view is the 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 client servicing team having the same level of transparency with your clients and with your staff so to say i think it goes um it goes a long way because even when there are rough moments which inevitably do happen in both types of relationships, whether it's with clients, something happens, you know, we're all human. Last year we had this with we had this moment in time, I think it was in February, where we had multiple people from the team out sick with COVID, somewhere in the hospital. It was really, it was really rough. And like when you have multiple people out, there are certain delays and there are certain, you know, setbacks that happen within the flow and when you have a relationship with the person on the other side, it's not the end of the world if a monthly report or if something gets rescheduled or sent a week later. In a similar fashion, I feel we all make mistakes from a management point of view or you know, no one is perfect. So, But when you have a relationship built on the basis of, of trust and transparency, um, with your team and you take ownership of your shortcomings too, um, then it's a lot easier um, to to um, not cruise through these times, but, you know, like push through, pass, pass through them. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Gina, I want to touch one topic that we didn't do before about link building because we uh, spoke about content creation. I think... Um, you can speak about content creation for days without stop. <laughs> and yeah, it's very important. Content is king. But uh, let's touch link building and um, uh, and PR. I I if you can share something about PR, it will be great. Um, because um, I know it's tough. It's really tough. And I remember when we uh, bought backlinks, Google ranked well. Today, we don't do it. Uh, uh, it's not because I want to play by rules. Um, of course, I want to play by rules, but um, it's because you can't game the system. It's not the time to manipulate the system. Um, Google is smart. Google has enough resources to recognize all this uh, black hat SEO. Uh, probably someone can, can find the way. I don't know uh, because I see case studies, but I never see... Uh, website that uh, yeah. someone promoted on this uh, case studies. Uh, so I just see screenshots, you know, um, and how to check it. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we usually use uh, PR. We mm -hmm. usually use PR. By and, PR, do you mean traditional PR? Uh, 
Uh, we adapted digital PR to mm -hmm. uh, link building goals um, and especially for uh, investing trading niches uh, because PR is a great way to get backlinks uh, for websites like crypto. Uh, and um, uh, what we found, uh, uh, it's tough to get uh, uh, links with uh, link building uh, if you outreach even many websites for yeah. such websites. But if you do PR, Uh, it works well. You can get this recognition, and um, I, I can share my process. Um, we paid like six thousand dollars for one press release to write and pitch. Uh, then uh, we got it. It's tough to pay uh, for twelve press releases a week. So we we counted. We need to twelve press releases a week, uh, and it's like seventy two thousand dollars. Then we change approaches. I decided to uh, find the way how to do it without PR agency. And I wrote a bunch of press releases. I pitched all of them. I got zero mentions, zero results, nothing, you know, complete failure. But I acquired experience, how it works. Then um, I spent uh, like many days, nights to learn uh, uh, case studies, uh, YouTube videos, uh, compare our results. And you mentioned about make. Um, you need to make your hands dirty. I did it. You know, uh, my hands were uh, so dirty, you know, <laughs> even without results. Uh, but um, uh, I thought, okay, I need to change the approach. Uh, if it's tough to pay $72,000 a week, we need to find the way. And um, uh, then we found that uh, PR agencies usually hire uh, journalists. Now, yeah. but uh, uh, if, um, um, you know, uh, Many uh, SEO agencies use uh, Haro, you know, this uh, resource is great resource to acquire backlinks. And uh, uh, on Haro, journalists usually ask about expert opinion. Uh, we had experts who can write craft content, but evergreen content. PR is different. It's more about trending topics, mm -hmm. about bringing an expert opinion. So, mm -hmm. and we decided to teach our uh, blog writers who can post on Forbes, Investopedia, Bloomberg, big website, to craft press releases, to uh, write press releases about trending topics, not about evergreen content, about yeah. trending topics, and to leave an expert opinion. I can't say that we got results fast, but after six months, we got great results with CNN, Bloomberg, Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, MSN, big websites. And today we save plus $3 million, you know, just to do themselves, you know, uh, all these uh, press releases. Um, and it works well. For example, for some project, we got plus 2,000 people a day uh, from zero, you know, for an year, we uh, got these results. Uh, and I think PR is one of our strong sides today. Uh, I can't say for all link building, uh, and I still need to cooperate with great link builder agencies, because if you go to Fiverr or Upwork, you can find thousand link builders but 99 of them just <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, i can't call it's uh, modern link building it's more obsolete link building but can you tell how you decide this problem how you acquire authority for your clients yeah um digital pr is by far the way to go um in my opinion mm -hmm. um, i think what used to be considered traditional or like old school um link building is not as effective anymore um first of all because 
what are the odds? Like how many people would respond to a cold email asking them to add a backlink somewhere? Very, very low. On the other hand, when we think about the experience, circling back again and again and again to the experience and providing good experience for readers, which is also ultimately you know, the trajectory in which Google has been developing and uh, with the algorithm updates as of recent, you know, all of it for for years now is centered around improving the experience. So when we take that um, lens and we apply it to to authority building, it's the same. It's the same story with digital PR when you have relevant content, not evergreen content. Um, we ha you have a level of authority behind it. And in the best case scenario, you have some proprietary data or custom insights or something unique to add to this conversation and to this topic. I mean, of course, readers are going to find it interesting. Of course, and, and it's sort of natural when you have something to give, you have something to get and you get the backlink, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you, the the most effective um, authority building campaigns are ones that are also closely tied to content. Um, whether it's like the you know with, with a in the form of a press release or you have certain series on your website that you know you you have proprietary data that you've sorted through and you've drawn insights from it or you know it can take different shapes uh, but those are the most successful ones um that that i've seen so um providing digital pr like services to to clients is uh is not something we're currently, I mean, we're looking into it, but it's not our forte right now uh, because actually a lot of, and the reason for that is a lot of our clients have dedicated in internal teams who PR teams or other PR agencies who are handling that aspect, um, you know, of the branding and positioning. So uh what what you can do um even if you're an seo in-house person um is work closely with the existing pr team and do custom trainings which is something that we have been doing um have check-ins and really again um try to immerse yourself in their world and and teach them uh, what they can, where the intersection is between PR, between SEO, and how you can be mutual beneficial to each other. Um, because um, I truly think that that's the that that's that's the present, that's the future, and we are you know we have certain initiatives like that too that that we run for clients, but proportionally they're just a lot less of them than it is on the content and SEO side. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, <clears throat> Tina, I have my final question, very important question, but 
probably it's a broad question, but anyway, <laughs> you need to find the way to reply to this question because it's important for my audience, uh, for listeners. And um, I'm interested about your experience. Uh, you, you shared your story in the beginning. I like the story. Uh, and uh, uh, But I, I have um, founders of companies who have no idea what SEO is, um, uh, who needs to understand um, the basic foundation. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when someone wants to lose weight, you need to understand why you need to eat healthy food, to drink water, to train hard, uh, to ski as, as you do. You know, I can see on your background. You know, <laughs> many, many things. Uh, and um, um, the best coach can help you the best nutrition trainer can help you without understanding why it's important and to do something yourself yes. uh, it's like to make your hands dirty um, i want to ask you if you st started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day in digital marketing in seo you know that google exists you search on google something but you have no idea how it works you, you don't understand why google ranks such websites uh, and doesn't rank other websites uh, but you need to understand the foundation to become let's call them jack of all trades we mentioned a few times yes. so to, to understand the basic foundation then to cooperate with uh, great agencies like yours uh, to get results to win the market to uh, to get customers um, so what would you do today if you started from scratch but considering you are busy many things to do uh, it's not like to uh, learn about SEO it's more about to create high quality products to manage the team to keep going ahead because i i, I need to do a hundred things a day but i usually do three things delegate uh do myself or skip i i can't do a hundred things a day but i choose priorities tell what will you do if you do everything for, from scratch but so busy uh and i'm answering this from the perspective of a senior of a, of a owner of a company or was that was that what yeah you like founder of company yeah with a big dream <laughs> yes okay hmm. let me think that's a good question um i mean there's definitely there's no need to dive super deep into the nitty-grittiness of seo in order to understand how it works i think the basics have sort of stayed the same over the years. They haven't changed dramatically. The best SEO practices to drive success continue to be the best practices from when I was learning 10 years ago. The, what has changed is the propensity for people to try and use the back door <laughs> and avoid the best practices and trying to like, sneak something in there to get faster results because it's really the 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 circle is becoming tighter and tighter and tighter so you the basics are the same so if you understand how seo works from a 101 perspective um like some very useful content that i have um 
recommended to to people over the years is um, I think it was on Moz's blog. They have a couple of different chapters that really truly cover the basics. You have links to more in-depth stuff of if you want to troubleshoot technical elements, but you get the basics in a, in a written form. Um, so from an executive point of view, I think that's good. That's a good way to start if you want to do it by yourself and not like ask or hire someone for, for a consulting session. Um, so reading reading the basics of SEO to understand how it fits is, is would help you do that. And um, if you are, however, open to talking to a specialist, um, I think there's great value in um, growth marketers. And that's like a whole other topic of its own growth marketing yeah. and its relationship to SEO. It's something that we at Growth Skills, um, you know, talk about quite a lot. Um, because when you look at job descriptions on LinkedIn, for example, oftentimes when you see a JD for a growth marketer or a growth lead, 90% of that job is uh, paid search and social, which I find quite funny. Like, why would why are we categorizing growth as paid campaigns? Because from my perspective, growth marketer is an effective one, is someone who understands everything. They have enough experience in SEO. They know something, oh, <laughs> about growth marketing, about, sorry, about paid uh, campaigns. They understand email marketing, content marketing. Maybe they haven't executed in all of those different elements to the brim, but th they get it. They get how it all comes together and creates a coherent puzzle. Um, so I think someone like that um, is excellent uh, for an executive to, to be a consultant of some sort, not even necessarily ongoing, but like every now and again to draw the attention to to the executive of okay here is based on you know your product your services um the current state of the economy um and the market what um what this um acquisition within those different channels mean for you and what is the best approach because SEO is excellent and I think it's a it's I mean finding finding a product or a service organically um, it it's it has a higher level of trust from the user than you know if it, it was from a paid campaign oftentimes um, but there are certain niches in the industry that, we know for a fact SEO will not be your primary channel. It's not going to be your primary sales, uh, you know, lead. It will uh, assist in the conversions probably. So it's not to be underestimated, but maybe email marketing is the way to go. So you 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 need a growth, 
a big picture growth mindset to to understand these nuances that are unique in my opinion to most to most companies and the yeah. budget and so on yeah i agree I, i couldn't agree more and it's important to learn marketing attribution today uh, when you can combine yeah. all channels uh, when you can analyze the impact of any channel uh, even i remember when brandin said about his blog backlinko that 99 of all sales are coming from emails so all blog can generate traffic but sales are coming uh, yeah. when he collects emails so mm-hmm. it's not like to buy uh, a database with emails <laughs> it's more about to deserve them uh, by sharing benefits uh, value then when you have a list of emails you can monetize you can uh, get results with that yeah i couldn't agree more tina i love it you know i i, I like this experience you're so kind to share this valuable bombs you know uh, uh, so you, you let me to an emergency room i need to spend time to think about that <laughs> and uh, i like your smile i like your energy um, um, and uh, uh, guys uh, i recommend to anyone to follow uh tina mangelova uh on social media uh tell the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you yeah linkedin definitely is the best place so feel free to to find me on linkedin uh tina mangelova i think it, it will be in you know when when we share this around it's gonna be in the description so feel free to add me on linkedin 100%. I'll submit yeah. the link in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again. Tina, a big pleasure. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable bombs. Thanks, I Anna. love this experience. <laughs> uh, guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Tina on LinkedIn because it's important to update what you have. Digital marketing, SEO, a quickly changing world. You know, you can't get results if uh, something works today you need to update and many things are coming fast you need to uh, stay in this game faster than your competitors by updating and improving the process okay guys love you see you thanks for tuning in to unmess enjoyed the show drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom see you next episode